Hello and welcome to Feminist Fridays, your weekly intersectional dose of self-empowerment and equality. I'm your host, Sarah Liberty, coming to your airwaves from Sydney. And this week we have a guest who is a queen of outsourcing. Her name is Karina Schultz and she's based in Mexico City, where she heads up the US division of a virtual assistant company helping business owners reach their full potential. But before we meet Karina, we're going to kick off with a track by Lady Gaga called Stupid Love. And this is the Cosmic Dawn remix. Because here at Feminist Fridays, we're all about spreading the love.
So hello, Karina, and welcome to Feminist Fridays. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so let's start by um, getting to know a little bit about where you grew up and maybe what some of your early influences were. Yeah, for sure. I grew up in San Diego, California, to a very interesting set of parents. My mom was born in Austria, and she came to the States when she was 21 years old without knowing a word of English. And my dad was born in Peru and came when he was maybe 30, I think, to the States with also not knowing one word of English. So in the house growing up, I had this tri-cultural influence of having an Austrian mom speaking only German to me, a Peruvian dad speaking only Spanish to me, and then growing up in the United States in a very American environment. <laughs> and so I got very international very quickly and I got a lot of really interesting influences from each of those pieces of my life and has definitely made a base for a lot of my mentality and a lot of the actions that I have taken in my life since. Um, as I did mention earlier, I live in Mexico City now. I mm. have been bouncing around a lot. Um, at the moment, I'm in Mexico City and pretty happy probably for the next few months and then we'll see where I go next. Oh my gosh, you sound like me. I'm someone who's <laughs> bounced around the world quite a lot. And sprechen Sie Deutsch? Ich spreche Deutsch. Yeah, so do I. I learned German for four years in high school. Then I learned French and Indonesian as well during my travels. So, Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. So before we talk about your current work with VA Platinum, I just wanted to ask what inspired you to follow this path? Were you someone who struggled to take control of your time? That's a great question, and it's a combination of my personal gusto, so to speak, and then also the influence I did have from my dad. So unfortunately, my parents did get divorced when I was younger, but mm -hmm. my dad ended up getting remote jobs, and he was able to travel all over the place, and then I always got to go visit him when it was my turn to go visit daddy. And so I always saw that he had so much more freedom working remote and huge contrast that I saw with my mom who had a 40-hour-a-week work where she had to be in an office eight hours a day and couldn't get out for any other reason. And so I definitely did see a lot more freedom just from my dad. And then, so that's just from the influence part. And then on the other end, when I did work in an office, I would just stare out the window all day long being like, <laughs> I wish I could, I wish I could be out there. And I am a really energetic person. I'm usually mm -hmm. always dancing around the office. And even my coworkers would say like, Karina, you're not, you're not meant to be in an office. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I know I'm not <laughs> meant to be in an office. So um, I ended up quitting that job without anything 
on the line and I was like, nope, I'm going to quit and I'm going to only apply and find jobs that are remote. And if I don't find one, I'll make one. And I did. I found an amazing job and then that helped branch into um, virtual assistants outsourcing in general. Um, and now I help support a virtual assistant company that helps everyone else get more remote and get more free time. Wow. You know, I think I'm also someone who's not supposed to be in an office for very long. I can, I can sit down, but I'm really not good at sitting still. It's really yeah. not one of my strengths. But um, for those who might not be very familiar with how a virtual assistant works, can you tell us how someone can go about sourcing one and finding someone with the right skills that they need for their business? Great question. There's two main ways that people can go about it. It's either the solo way or through an agency. Now, there are benefits and drawbacks to each. If you go solo, it'll usually be through some sort of platform online, either Upwork, Fiverr, or even LinkedIn, where mm. anyone can go and put up a job post that says, I need someone in X country, whatever country it is that they des desire, and put an explanation of what they need and just say that it's for a virtual assistant or a virtual executive assistant role. And then they would have to take care of everything on their end. So that goes with um, if they want to have any employee benefits, if they want um, to be changing the pay scale based on where it is the VA is located. But then they also do have to take care of any legal practices based on the country that they are in and how their business or them acting as a business will be hiring outsourced work because for example in Australia I know that there's the APPs the Australian privacy principles that mm -hmm. do dictate very strictly how it is that a company should go about getting outsourced work what type of information they can share and when they do share that information what security measures they have to take to ensure that the information can't be shared with others or anything bad happening with that information. So that would be all on them. And that's mm -hmm. all if you're going solo. Yeah. On the other end, if you do go through an agency, so for example, VA Platinum, that is an agency that sources it for you. And VA Platinum is Australia-based. So any Australian company has a contract directly with another Australian company. And VA Platinum takes care, or any VA agency essentially that... Um, that is helping out will take care of everything and there would just be one monthly cost to either the entrepreneur, solopreneur or company that decides they need a VA. So they wouldn't have to take care of any sort of legal practices. They don't have to think about any employee benefits or what to do if they want to give their VA a raise or do they have to give them bonuses or what about time off and they also don't have to worry about sourcing because as the agency is specified in that they go out and do all of the sourcing all of the recruiting and then just come back and present candidates that meet the requirements of the job. So if you know if I was interested in bringing someone on board as 
say an executive assistant is there like a way to meet the meet and greet them first or maybe do some kind of a trial to make sure that they're kind of the right fit or is that something that the agency sort of does for for the business it is definitely possible for you to go and trial them so to speak Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it would we do go through i'll talk from personal experience with va platinum that internally there's a six-step process for recruitment and then the very last step is when they're actually when the candidate is actually presented to the client so that they get to meet the person and decide if they actually want to work with them and they can always Mm. just say no um it's exactly the same way that anyone would go through a an interview process with employees in their company in -hmm. australia even work locally it would be hire or not hiring going through the interview process and filtering out the candidates that you don't like Mm -hmm. and then keeping the ones that you do and then working out a proposal with the candidates that are still in your pool after you've gone through the whole interviewing process wow that sounds really cool so tell me a bit more about the type of skills that the team or the I guess the talent pool you represent has and in terms of like relationship with business owners how how does that work do they report back or have virtual zoom meetings um yeah tell tell me a bit about this (laughs) perfect in terms of meetings it's exactly the way that someone would be running their business locally so Mm -hmm. as many meetings as need to be held will be held there through zoom communication is exactly the same the va gets set up with a an email account and all of the other communication tools that they would need in order to communicate with their client whether it be skype or slack microsoft teams email etc they would get accounts directly with the client Mm -hmm. Um, what type of skills they have really anything that the client would be needing so for example let's say someone is saying hey i really need help with my sales team because our sales team needs more help with the CRM um, organization with getting out follow-up emails, with getting, making contact with new clients and uh, what else have we and client support. We need someone who can take care of all of that because me as a salesperson, for example, if I were a salesperson like that, I'm just too busy. And so that's when that person would either go to um, Fiverr or Upwork or to a VA agency and say, this is what I need, mm-hmm. and then would be recruiting for that position. If it's someone else who needs, let's say, website development or data scraping, then they would either personally go up to these platforms online and look for someone that has those, or they would just let the VA agency know that this is what we're looking for. And then they would go out and recruit for that position that's needed. 
Amazing. It sounds super, super interesting and useful. So I'm also curious to just know how does uh, VA Platinum or, or why does the company choose to have virtual staff in the Philippines as opposed to maybe in Australia? Great question. Lots of reasons that the Philippines were was chosen. Mm-hmm. Our CEO actually had experience in India and in Sri Lanka as well, and then in the Philippines, and that's where he really fell in love with not just the culture there, but the work ethic mm. and the production that they're able to do. There is an amazing work ethic there that works very well with both the U.S. and the Australian mindsets in terms of how to get things done, when to get them done, and about communication. Mm -hmm. So that's first and foremost, most important to make sure that there is a super high quality of work coming from all of the VAs. And then Mm -hmm. second, why it wouldn't be based locally in Australia Because of price, I must say, there Mm. is a huge benefit for any entrepreneur, solopreneur, or director that wants to take on another person to their team, but may not be able to afford someone in Australia that will cost 60, 70, 80K a year, but they can take someone on for 35, 40K a year and have almost better output because these people come extremely trained with five to 10 years of experience for this, for the price that I mentioned. So you're getting something that's a lot higher quality for a lot more affordable price. So that's why the Philippines, um, also time zone with Australia is extremely beneficial. There's very little time break, about two hours difference from the major cities in Australia. So you're not having a huge difference and you can constantly communicate with your VAs. So one thing I wanted to raise is from what I've personally observed in society, I'm not sure about you, but there still seems to be some level of misconception or stigma when it comes to having staff working for a company in a different country. Um, why do you think that is and how could we change it? That is so true and I'm glad you bring that up. I talk to so many people who come with that same worry and Mm. it mostly branches off of just not knowing and I think it's natural that when we don't know something, we feel very nervous about it. We, we mm-hmm. don't want to do it. We're not familiar with it. And so it's natural as human beings, if you don't know something, you are a little bit more nervous. I, I've gotten p- questions even personally in my life, like, oh, but as a woman, you're traveling by yourself. Like, you don't know the country. Yes, it, there is that little point of not knowing and <laughs> having to get over that. Um And so back to your question, what makes them more nervous about outsourcing is not knowing as well. And so it is on our end, we do have a responsibility to make them as comfortable as they can. We highly encourage 
everyone to go and visit the Philippines, to go visit their VAs so that they can get a sense, a more personal feeling for who it is that they're working with, the culture that they're working with, and understand more. People are scared to go out. They think you're not going to, they're not going to be getting as good of work quality where typically VAs will give you much higher work quality than someone you would find locally just because they're so dedicated to your project. And they're just overall friendly, communicative, and great workers. And we don't talk about it as much as we should. There's a huge market for it um, in the Philippines and even other places as well. We're just getting to know another culture branching out. We'll make your company more diverse. We'll bring in new ideas. We'll help flow projects a lot better. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is just them being nervous about something they haven't been able to experience yet. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Just on a, a slightly different note, is is it more difficult at the moment because of COVID? I mean, we're obviously little bit stuck here in Australia. Um, <laughs> how, how are your businesses kind of, I guess it's through remote engagement. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. And mm-hmm. it's definitely a topic of conversation between myself and my coworkers that are in Australia. Um, being in Mexico City at the moment, I definitely have more freedom than the lockdowns that are happening both in the Philippines and Australia. Um, mm. But I do care about them dearly and keep contact clearly with my, with all my coworkers and the VAs on our team. COVID has helped the company absolutely boom wow. because so many people have realized the benefit of working remotely remote work yes yeah. it's incredible how many people are now okay with it because i'm going back to your last question you know what what hinders them you know not knowing and when mm. you don't know what your your va is doing uh, or any employee doesn't have to be even someone locally in australia if you, you can't see them it's, it's reason for you to be a little bit nervous understandably but then with COVID and everyone being forced into these situations it's opened up a new mentality of you know it's okay as long as I do see that there's productivity and they're uh, looking at KPIs at the end of each either week or month and you see that reports are still being done work is still being completed then it helps a lot and there's so many more people now that the trust in remote work, in outsourcing. So COVID, as difficult as it has been for everyone's personal situations, it's definitely helped this industry and helped others understand that it's something that's super viable and beneficial for a company as a whole. Amazing. So, I mean, I think it's so topical. Everyone is really now it's almost the norm to work remotely or juggle a little bit of both. But I wanted to ask you just on a personal note, how has having virtual staff benefited you and the type of difference or differences it's made to your life? 
Great question. I started working remote about two and a half, three years ago. So way before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And I did it right out of the office job that I mentioned. I quit my office job and was just like, I'm going remote. <laughs> I'm going to figure I'm going to figure it out and I figured it out but clearly it's a huge learning curve and I didn't start off with virtual assistants it was just me going to be remote and I was going to travel and I was going to make it work so I started traveling a lot I was in Peru I went down to Chile then I almost moved to Brazil um, and I was just all over the place and then I realized that project continuity and even work output wasn't as strong or to the quality that it should have been and that I know that I could have done because I was getting distracted and didn't have mm -hmm. as much of the structure if we're being completely honest yeah. and VAs help to ensure that all of just those repetitive administrative tasks in my case are getting done were and are getting done so that I don't have to think about all the minute details I can come in and look at more of a bigger picture and then make more decisions and delegate rather than coming in and looking at the nitpicky words here, words here, and setting up the different sections of different projects. Um, so that's where VAs has helped me personally, making sure that the week is organized. They they help out as well with that organizing calendars, organizing schedules. So on my end, definitely just the structure and being able mm. to get all of the projects done in the correct amount of time. I think we sound like a very similar personality type. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think you've already sold me on the idea of a VA. But, <laughs> I, so in terms of selling things in, I wanted to also ask about the fact that you're opening the company to the US market. How is that going and what's the response been like so far? Great question. It's been going slower than expected. I... <laughs> Everything is a learning curve in mm -hmm. businesses, in growth, especially for me, the way that I've chosen to live my life and how I choose to represent what I do represent. So it's been going slowly but steadily. Definitely growing, getting, yes, getting more traction and it's getting the word out there about VAs about the efficiency has been definitely a learning curve that I'm enjoying a lot mm. at the moment. So it's a lot on my end of talking to everyone that I can, everyone I know, um, networking events, which have, because of COVID, all gone online as well, mm. um, reaching out to prior connections, um, referrals as well. So it definitely has been growing on that and those connections and then internally getting all of those systems up and running for the U.S. market. It 
has been rolling now for already a few months, which is super nice and is definitely a booster for me <laughs> um, sure. emotion, emotionally. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, yeah, definitely growing slowly and steadily. So uh, can you share a few examples? Um, you don't have to name names, but maybe um, sector types of the businesses that you're engaging with and how do you know that you're making a difference to their bottom line? Great question. Personally, the main people I deal with are people running startups, Mm -hmm. solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. So um, people running startups need to have lots of VAs on board to get the business up and running. They need someone to help get all of the systems in place, set up all the platforms, set up the website, and then get a customer service sector in place. Solopreneurs like me needing help with the organization, what they're doing. Um, Even parents, lots of parents come in that are running businesses. Um, I have a great example of one of my clients who had four kids and works from home and said, I just need help. (laughs) I I need someone to help uh, with everything that's administrative. And so, yeah, people like that. In terms of the industries, the main industries at the moment that we have are financial planning, mortgage broking, and then everything that's admin assistance and executive assistance, uh, branching out now as well into everything that is sales support, business development, and digital marketing um, to support everywhere that kind of every business would need. In terms of the bottom line, we actually offer a test for, not a test, it's more of just a, a survey better Mm -hmm. said (laughs) for our clients that they take every six months where you can really see where it is that they're going and our biggest factor that we want to measure is their contentness their happiness with life so we have an average of our clients working 12 hours less per week and based on the questions that we offer them their work they're feeling 16% happier than they were before. So you're taking off this huge amount of stress from their life, giving them their time back to be with their family, to be with their friends, to be able to take vacations, to be able to go out and discover their surroundings or sit down and read a book or put a lot of emphasis on your child to be able to be there for them. Mm. Um, So that's the main thing that we look at. And then the bottom line in the business, clearly growing, growing businesses typically need more VAs. Um, After only just six months, they're already looking to get on more VAs because they do see the benefit um, of paying a very highly skilled employee for a lot less than what you'd be paying either in the US or in Australia. So as this is a feminist segment, uh, how has feminism been a part of your journey? And just so you know, I'm an intersectional feminist. So to me, feminism is about equality for all, not just women's rights. It 
is definitely, and this is something that I have brought up with my team before, as a woman representing the company, I know that there would have always been a little bit of a pushback uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of the people that I would be able to get in contact with, the people that would be believing me, the people that would respond. The majority of our clients at the moment, just as an example, are male. So it's something I can see. It's very obvious. It can't be hidden. Um, But really trying to work into that. So one thing, (laughs) most of the networking groups, for example, that I attend are all for women empowerment, for women entrepreneurs, for women growing, um, or just talking about feminism feminism in general um it's something that i thrive in a a community that i know that i thrive in that i love to be part of um so i try and use that as my personal interest to get other people interested in what they can do as well since there are so few in comparison women entrepreneurs um women running startups Um, so much less than males, giving them the opportunity to grow in a very affordable and efficient way is so enlightening for them and fulfilling on my end to give Mm. them that connection that they need so that they can also grow. Like, uh, it's such a battle (laughs) as a woman. Um, Like you have, for example, one of my great idols are the um, the two girls from the skim, um, in the U S who do all about news and, um, they run a lot of different informationals about what it was like being women starting up and how people didn't want to believe that they could do it. And so giving these women the opportunity to compete Mm. is really fulfilling. One last question Finally, where can our listeners find you, follow you, and connect with you if they want to start embracing all that the world of virtual staff has to offer? So feel free to plug your website and any social media handles here. Perfect. Um, You can find me personally on LinkedIn at Karina Schultz. So Mm -hmm. just my name and S-C-H-U-L-Z, no T. I know it's really confusing. People always want to put a T in my name. (laughs) Um, Our website is vaplatinum.com.au. So Australia based. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is VA Platinum underscore official. And of course, our email just service at vaplatinum.com.au so that you can contact us directly for getting in touch with all VA needs. Amazing. Well, I'm certainly very curious about exploring this more. So I'm sure plenty of other people will be too now. So thank you so much for joining us today on Feminist Fridays, Karina. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that has been another Shablam episode of Feminist Fridays for this week. 
But before you think about tuning out, I'm going to leave you with a track by Aaron Smith called Dancing. And this is the Chrono Remix. So work it this weekend and get dancing. (laughs) 